safe and happy Christmas season and happy new year. Today I want to talk about what it is or the things that you focus on or the things that you magnify in your life. The more you focus on evil, the less peace you'll have in your life. There are many things wrong in today's world. There may also be many things wrong in your life as it stands today. Let me encourage you though not to magnify your problems. The word magnify means to make great or enlarge. Pebbles become boulders under enough magnification. When problems become important enough to arrest your attention, a few things can happen. If you're a person of faith, you can magnify God or you can magnify your problems. Again, if the situation is important enough to you, you'll do one or the other. You won't be able to just forget about it and move on. A person who doesn't believe in God might choose alcohol or a drug as a way of coping with the troubling thoughts that bombard their mind. One way or another, people need to cope with what the Bible calls an evil report. In the book of Numbers, 12 spies went into the promised land to see what it was like and bring back a report to the camp. In Numbers chapter 13, verses 30 through 33, this is the American King James Version, it says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they searched to the children of Israel, saying, The land, though uh, through which we have gone to search it, is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their sight. It goes on to say that God judged the people for walking in fear and doubt. Just a little side note here. These were the descendants of the original giants that came into the earth before the flood. When it says the sons of God, or the fallen ones, came down and cohabitated with human women, producing a hybrid half-human, half-angel giant. Okay, getting back to this, um, only Joshua and Caleb entered into the promised land in which God swore to bring them and to deliver into their hands. Those were the only two out of the entire nation, out of an entire generation. And it's really the same today. The media is filled with evil reports. Even Christian media sites and blogs magnify such topics as financial collapse, plagues, the Illuminati, and the working of Satan in today's world. Some people, Christian people, have their faith more developed in Satan's ability to destroy than they do God's ability to protect, heal, and restore. The good news of the gospel is lost amidst the latest news of blood moons, solar eclipses, YouTube videos, all magnifying the works of darkness. Part of this is what I call end-time fatigue. Since 1948 and then again in 1967, many believers have been caught up in watching for the signs of the times. But here's the thing. We don't know the day or the hour. We can see and sense the season by certain outward signs, but a season with God can last a very long time. Besides this fact, 
believers in Jesus Christ aren't supposed to be following signs or even be led by modern prophets. They're supposed to be led by him through the Holy Spirit. That's the main difference, or one of the main differences, between the Old and New Testaments. In the former times, it says that God spoke to his people through the prophets, but now, in these times, he speaks through his Son, Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit. Back in the olden times, only the kings and the prophets were really anointed in a special way. The priests, too. Kings, priests, and prophets. But today... The Bible says that we are all kings and priests in Christ, and we all have the Spirit in, on the inside of us. In other words, you're supposed to be led today by the Spirit of God, not by the mainstream media news, or even the, um, what would you call it, the grassroots news. In other words, you're not led outwardly, you're led by what God is telling you to do within your heart. John chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus said, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth, for he shall not speak of himself. But whatever he hears, whatever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. So some people say, well, God doesn't do anything unless he first show it to his prophets. That's what it says in the Old covenant in the Old Testament. But Jesus said that he will show you. In other words, those who believe are now going to be shown things to come. So again, if you have the Holy Spirit, if you're a believer, you don't have to be led by other people or you don't have to be led by outward signs. He'll speak to your heart and he will show you things to come and what you need to do for your own life. Don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that we shouldn't pretend that evil doesn't exist or live within a dream world of our own making. What I'm saying is, read the Gospel of John. Read the letters of John written to the believers of his time. He mentioned there was darkness in the world as well as Antichrist. But that's not the foundation or the spirit in which he wrote or spoke in. He didn't go into great details about what Satan was doing in the world at the time. Instead, he encouraged, exhorted, and uplifted those who believed in his words, in God's word. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Paul and others did likewise. They magnified, in other words, the power of God at work through the Holy Spirit. They magnified the ability of God in their own lives. They didn't magnify the problems and then sign off for the general, but God's in control, so don't worry. No, they went into detail about how we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. They talked about the power of love, forgiveness, and God's word. They taught patience, perseverance, and the faithfulness of God. They magnified the world to come, and they gave people hope. They magnified God and Jesus Christ, and so can you. Psalm 69, verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Luke chapter 1, verse 46, Mary said, My soul does magnify the Lord. And Acts 10.46 says, And they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. There's many scriptures that all support this type of mindset of not magnifying the problems, but magnifying God. Of not dwelling on the evil, but dwelling on the power, the goodness, and the promises of God. 
it's easy to give in to fear and doubt and unbelief because faith is a fight. You don't have to fight to enter into doubt. All you have to do is look around you and listen to what others are saying. That's what caused the entire nation of Israel to die outside the promised land, with the exception of two men, Joshua and Caleb. Today, countless Christians are defeated, and they die looking at the promises of God from afar off. I'm not saying that they're not genuine, or even that they're not trying to move forward in their lives. Many simply turned the Bible into a book of theory and man-based wisdom. But it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, it says, And my speech and preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How many people's faith today is based in the wisdom of men? And they buy books and series and they listen to lectures from people who they think have a special insight into what the Bible says. But you can have the same insight. You can have the ultimate power in this world guiding you. That's the Holy Spirit living inside you personally, leading you personally, guiding you personally, bringing you as an individual into all the truth as it pertains to your personal life. Not being hung up on following what somebody else is saying or what new books are coming out or what the signs of the times actually mean. As Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Without the power of God at work in your life, all the teachings, books, seminars, and videos, all these things do is give you information or head knowledge. No program on earth can change things inside of you like God can. First, though, you have to truly believe in the power of God as it pertains to your personal experience, not just a general overall knowledge of it. Your faith can't even rest in your own wisdom and insight. There isn't anything wrong with coming to a place where you don't know what to do next. And when you come to the end of a thing, you can rest and put the outcome in God's hands. Over and over again, grace, mercy, and peace are wished to us in the New Testament. Grace is the actual power that saves a person and delivers them from every form of evil, spiritual or physical. Mercy is what enables you to receive God's grace. Finally, peace is the end result of the power and presence of God in your life now and in the age to come. Remember, Jesus said that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. If you don't have peace in your life, what do you really have? You have everything else. You can have everything else. Maybe some do, but without peace, you're not living in the place God has for you. So that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. For additional information, please register at the website www.faithtestedbyfire.com Again, that's www.faithtestedbyfire.com